uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. When I'm home, I'm always tuning in to fans. He has the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuning in to fans. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home chilling the ride, I stay tuned to the Fade Podcast. It's the hottest message out there. And uh, when I'm at the spot just chilling, or when my car just driving around, I always use the Fade to keep it real. He said it was real. And that's one of the hottest podcasts around. I definitely suggest it. Check them out. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about where we're coming before we get lost. I'm not a regular person. 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 censorship sets the precedent for things gonna make more people scared to, to actually speak out because they took it down. already been set by the national socialist workers party you know what the acronym for them was 
No, sir. No, sir. Nazi. Nazi is the German acronym for National Socialist Workers Party. And we saw where that went. And I had a Russian professor back in the 60s at UCLA I was teaching assistant for. And she used to say, America is in, comrade, America is in grave danger of becoming a fascist state. She used to say it wouldn't be any jack boot wearing, goose stepping, uniformed political thugs. It would be some long haired, pink panty wearing, switching beatniks, as she called. And they would be doing it in the name of doing you a favor. See, when you have people that have had 50 years worth of running the entertainment and news industry or taking control of it and spreading propaganda, there's this thing that the Nazis knew, which was called tell a lie long enough and loud enough you can get anybody to believe it. And they've been telling it for 50 years and insidiously interjecting a point of view into the mix so that they flip the script what they're guilty of they accuse and get other folk to believe they're guilty of they get the target to thinking in the terms that they want you to think and that's one where i get a lot of young folk your age upset when i get on this n-word uh every clinical psychologist i know that i've talked to says that you don't make that n-word harmless by saying it or adopting it your subconscious knows what it means so every time you use it it secretly chips away at your own self-esteem and plus that is the work of the enemy you don't think that they would not have cut off the funding 45 years ago, 40 years ago, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, five years ago from funding this stuff if they didn't want it to be hurt. They want us to think of ourselves as ends. And by the way, uh, that end of the 60s was a dead word, but not quite the you had, well, I used to run the public defender's office in Memphis, and back in the mid-70s, I had all of these white employees who were afraid to go out and talk to black defendants and witnesses, and I'd go out. I was from Los Angeles, and, but I was in Memphis, got sent here on a fellowship, I'm going in the kitchen in the projects and there's girls 13, 15, 19 and a 19 year old is a client and every one of the girls from 13 to 19 has children and you got 10 or 12 little kids with snot dried all over their faces and food all over the front crap on their behinds they haven't had it washed in two weeks and they stink like hell and the mama's going little hen bring me my cigarettes you little fool little picking in it blah 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 oh yeah girl he ain't nothing but no hen dog just like he's no good dad yeah girl he ain't worth you know and you see that was let's say 1976 okay 77 
Well, let's fast forward 1987. That seven-year-old is now 17, going on 18. Let's fast forward from 87 to 1997. And now 27 going on 28. Let's go to 2006. He's 37. 2017, he's 47. He's 50-year-old man now. Hi. Is his mama, who was 15, 16, 17, 19 at the time, now is grandmama, great-grandmama, great-great-grandmama, great-great-great-great-grandmama, etc., with six generations, and she ain't even hit 60 years, 65 years old, 70 years old. And she's running around acting a damn fool, still evil. And we have all these young brothers who have been raised by being called the N-word and dogs. And like one young brother explained to me, this has been almost 30 years ago, he's run these counseling sessions. He told his mama he was never coming back home because he wanted to grow up to be a man. And he starts saying, Judge is right. You start calling all us dogs. Why you think we call you bitches? Because if you've been screwing all these dogs, you either in the deep end of what you say, Judge, bestiality, or you a lady dog, which makes you a bitch. So you called it. And you ain't going to punk me out any damn more. I want to go up to be a man. And all of you and your friend girls up in here like that, except you, Miss Jackson. I ain't never heard you do this, but... Ever since I can remember, you've been down in me. And like, uh, me ain't nothing but no dogs, honey. Like, what are you think I'm supposed to grow up to be a punk? You talking about I'm going to be no good and all this when I grow up? Like, you putting all this poison in my head. What's the matter with you? So, that goes on. And I ran into that kid again. But now... It's almost 30 years later. He got grandkids. <laughs> He's 45 years old. And he got all this gray beard. And I just who walks up to me and says, Judge, you remember me? I said, no. I said, usually folk come up and say, did I give you some time? And I say, did I give you enough? He said, no. I was the one, if you remember, I walked out of that meeting, told my mama I wasn't going to be home when she got there because I wanted to be. Yeah, you the one talked about the bitch thing and the dog thing. Yeah. He said, I want to thank you for that. He said, I'm married now. Didn't have any outside babies and I always work and I try to teach my kids. Well, hell, my kids are doing fine. All of them in school. And I got 10, 15 boys around the neighborhood. I'm trying to teach what you taught me. I said, oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, it works real well. See, but we have to take something back. See, there was a coalition back in the late mid-60s. It was lesbians that hated men, feminists that hated that they weren't men, beta boys that hated that they weren't strong men, gay boys hated they weren't normal men, and then you got some people talking about war was a man thing and they hated war. So they were running around, you know, like we got to change, man. Like 
war, man, is evil. We got to make love that war, man. And, you know, we need to change the way we raise our boys so they can raise like girls so they emote and cry, let it all hang out instead of trying to be so uptight and under self-control, man. You know, say there won't be any more war. So no war toys, no cap guns, no water pistols, unisex child rearing, unisex child hairstyles. The girls that were black start putting braids in their boys' hair instead of dreads. And the white boys, they started wearing long curled hair with pigtails in it. And the girls started getting butch haircuts and the boys were playing with, what is it? Uh, what's the male Barbie thing they got? Man playing with yeah, Barbie and G.I. Joe and dolls and all this other crap. It, it just got out of hand. So it's led down the rabbit hole. And some of the things I hear, I've never heard before, but I, I've heard them develop. And I said, man, I took propaganda for a year at UCLA. Three uh, classes worth we were on the quarter system, and I said, man, damn, man, this game tough. And, see, I know how to run it the other way. Uh, my brother, Grandmaster, so, Ken Decker, Clifford Stewart, and another brother, Grandmaster, Martial Arts, Ron Chappelle, Dr. Chappelle. You know what would be productive? We used to run Trinity Avenue Elementary School playground in the L.A. City school system. Now, we put in place some stuff, so we take 200 kids from first grade to the seventh grade to the movie every Wednesday downtown L.A. It was just the three of us. We were young men, men in charge. We didn't have any noise of the unruly children. It just didn't happen. But we started teaching them stuff, and... Well, okay, two brothers, kids we had on the playground, you probably or may have heard of. One of them was a skinny little 12-year-old kid who wound up getting a real deep voice. And the world knows him as the singer Barry White. Now, we talked to his mama a lot. She went with the program and she let him get out of the swamp. Well, let, let us help get him out of the swamp. The other person was the last individual executed on California's death row who uh, seemed to have co-founded the Crips. And he was a 14-year-old volunteer we had on the playground, but his mama wanted the check and wouldn't let him get out of the swamp. So he just became the baddest-ass alligator in the swamp. His name was Tookie Williams. So he wrote six children's books and the punk ass California governor should have had the balls to have commuted his sentence to life and in those books he was trying to teach the children what we taught him so this thing that you can do in terms of raising a fad we, it's a science to doing that 55 years ago you could make something a fad in America with the communications they had then in just six weeks 
Now you can do it in a matter of a week if you push it. So we have to push things to become popular and fads that are functional. Stuff like countering this thing about what is a toxic masculinity. Hell, I remember back 55 years ago when this crowd I talked about a little while ago was trying to corrupt masculinity. They started talking about, we must spread the word that masculinity is toxic, start off one thing at a time. Now people accept that as a valid word. It's not. The other one is, oh, homophobic. Mm. Homophobic isn't even 10 years old. Mm. And the word that was in the dictionary for centuries was heterophobic, which means the real terror of somebody gay that somebody straight would hang him, burn him at the stake. Uh, castrate him, throw him in jail, ostracize him, embarrass him, fire him. They had that. So that's part of the propaganda process of you flip the script, turn it around so it goes to the other side. This thing about fear. It used to be, for example, the Democratic Party defended the Bill of Rights. You could always count on them and the law and order guys that were on the far right, they would be trying to suppress uh, certain things that are now perceived as criminal rights so that the wrong could be put in jail. And now you've got the left attacking the Bill of Rights and the right defending it, left trying to disturb freedom of speech, right to remain silent, search and seizure. And you can see it with what they did with Mr. Cosby, Dr. Cosby, and that conviction got very properly reversed Mm -hmm. for an egregious violation of the Fifth Amendment. So, I mean, what the hell? Nobody gives a damn about what the law says. And right now, we don't even have 10%, 15% of the Congress being trained lawyers when it used to be 85, 90% were. It's even lower in the state legislative bodies. And a lot of people, well, even judges and lawyers nowadays, only 25% have ever read the Constitution. Constitution isn't but 10, 12 pages long in a pamphlet. It's a lot shorter than what you have to read to pass your driving test, or at least a written test, to get your driver's license. So people need to understand what that says. We just up on stupid accused the judge for pontificating. I guess that's kind of what I did for a long time. Nah. Did you know that in 1922 or 1926, they were talking about setting up Howard University? And in Congress, they were arguing over what Howard was going to teach. And listen to this. White folks in Congress said, but we don't know why we're setting up this college for black people because we're never going to teach them, one, the science of business, two, the science of warfare, three, the science of of, uh, mating, mating, mating. What that got to do with it? By treacherous thinking people who plotted and planned the destruction of our minds. One man wrote in a book called Brown Americans, quoting from the Virginia House of Delegates, 
one Caucasian in that house said that we have, as for all practical purposes, distinguished, extinguished, pardon me, every avenue by which light can enter the slave's mind. He was boasting on the floor of the Virginia House of Delegates that they had done such a job on our people that light would never enter your mind. That means, beloved, you would forever function on the level of animals because without light you can't pull up. Without light, your mind cannot turn, for it is light that stops. Damn it, you know. What angers the hell out of me is the damn punctified preachers and leaders who know the truth but won't speak it for fear that something bad is going to happen to them. We need you guys to download, save, repost this, share it, whatever you need to do. We need to get this message out. All right, here we go. The NBA is, is uh, that came down with a suspension on Kyrie. So it's time for us to suspend the NBA. They made their move. They've unified and made their move. It's time for us to unify and make ours. So if they're going to suspend Kyrie, then we're going to suspend the, the NBA. But, so I'm going to ask you guys, for the duration of Kyrie's suspension, we're going to suspend the NBA for that time frame. That means no more watching the games, no more buying the merchandise, no more going to the games. It's time for us to show these people that we can unify and that we have a power source, that we are the strength. I know it's going to be hard for some of you guys. It's habit, it's tradition, but I'm going to ask you to put us before yourself and show these people that we can unite and we can stand strong and firm on what it is. I don't care how you feel about the city, what's going on or whatever. We need you to unite on this for one common goal. So ladies, I'm going to need you to bag me up on this. So if your men and your boy, your children, whoever, if they're talking about anticipating any of these things, I need you to step in. I need you to push and remind them that we got a goal. We got a purpose. We got to meet over here. We're going to show these people that we can hit their pockets and we can show them that we have some power. You can no longer just push us around and use our athletes who step up and speak the truth as a, a lesson, something to teach us. So from here forth, we're going to start regaining our power and taking our power back. We're not going to participate in none of these things that they got going on if they can't respect us and they don't show the same humility that they want us to show them. Kyrie didn't say anything anti-Semitic, but them punishing him is anti-Semitic. The things that they've been doing and making money off of in our communities are anti-Semitic. So it's time for us to show these people that they are the ones that need to be held accountable. So from here on in, from here on in, whenever they strike against us, we're going to load up and strike against them. We are the power. It's time to remind ourselves that we're going to show them, we're going to show our ancestors that we still are the greatest people on this earth. This is my now is that I was raised to stand for my truth regardless of the consequences. So I will say this again. I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me a manageable, well-behaved celebrity. I was told that if I expose the truth of the bad business practice, everything is going to be taken from me, including my black children. And everyone has bore witness to the public image tilling of ye. But God has put something on my heart not to back down. The message to you that was sent. The person who I'm referring to right now is Kanye West, formerly known as Kanye West, now known as Ye or Ye. Here's a message from Harley Pasternak, um, Kanye's Jewish trainer, and I'm going to say Jewish, and you're all going to understand why. Quote I'm going to help you 
one of a couple of ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use any cuss words and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. Second option, I have you institutionalized again, again, where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. What should be obvious by now is that I was FBI labels them domestic terrorists. And now the Hennepin County Sheriff has identified them as the number one threat to local law enforcement. This is a group of people who call themselves sovereign citizens. And tonight we're taking you inside their rapidly growing movement. Dr. Steve Tellier has spent months researching, talking with experts and with sovereign citizens themselves. Steve, just how real is this threat, even here in Minnesota? It's pretty real. Leah, sovereign citizens basically believe that the current federal government is illegitimate and illegal. Experts estimate there are about 300,000 sovereigns in the U.S., 100,000 of them, quote, hardcore members. Experts also say their numbers are rising, and so are concerns for local officers. He writes his name in all lowercase. Thomas hyphen Allen semicolon friend. He adds ARR, all rights reserved, and a red thumbprint. This is how Thomas Friend signed dozens of documents he filed in the past year fighting felony attempted theft charges in Anoka County. Hundreds of pages state he is not a United States citizen and is not a corporate person, but is a sovereign American national, a natural physical being. These are all hallmarks of sovereign citizens. Friend declined to speak on camera, and we spent months trying to find a sovereign who would. Said there's a lot of things. Only one agreed. Do you consider yourself a sovereign citizen? Yes, I do. Randy Hudson lives in a typical home, on a typical street, in a typical town of 4,700 people, Laverne, Minnesota. But his views are anything but typical. So you believe all Americans are essentially corporate entities? Yes. You believe that all Americans are enslaved in some way? Absolutely. Do you think some folks might be afraid of you because of what you're saying? Probably. Sovereigns like Hudson believe America has been transformed from a republic into a democracy, from self-government to a dictatorship, and from God's common law to unconstitutional statutory law. Over a period of 150 years, we have slowly lost all our rights. They trace the change to an obscure law passed in 1871, which created the government of Washington, D.C., but sovereigns believe it had a deeper, sinister purpose. And in 1871, the government was turned into a corporation. That leads to perhaps their most bizarre belief that the federal government has sold its citizens to investors and holds a secret bank account in the name of every American with millions of dollars in each one. They're traded on, well, on the stock market the same as you and I are. Hudson says he knows how this sounds. They think we're crazy or they, they say there's, there's absolutely no way this could be true. But one look online shows he is far from alone. This is a movement that's spreading and spreading rapidly. Mark Potom with the Southern Poverty Law Center, a civil rights group, is an expert on domestic extremists, including sovereign citizens. It is a movement that tells its adherents uh, that everything the government says is false. Uh, that the government is secretly holding your dollars uh, that you have a right to 
And so it inculcates in its adherents uh, an extreme kind of disrespect for the law. He says that endangers those who uphold the law. They see the law enforcement official as an enemy who is lying to them, who is engaged in a gigantic conspiracy to deprive them of their rights. In 2010, father and son sovereigns murdered two police officers during a traffic stop in Arkansas. Last year, the FBI warned sovereigns are increasingly, quote, attempting to harass and intimidate law enforcement. In August, two sovereigns were arrested in Las Vegas for allegedly plotting to torture and kill police officers. We've seen quite a bit of violence come out of this movement, and I have no doubt that we will see more. If you ask us what's the biggest concern facing us today in terms of a threat, it is sovereign citizen groups and movements across this country. Hennepin County Sheriff Richard Stanek has a long list of concerns. He puts the sovereign citizen movement at the top. Our encounters with sovereign citizens are becoming increasingly more violent. There are people that don't believe in the government, the legitimacy of the government. We rode along with Hennepin County Deputy Chad Christofferson as he made the rounds serving civil papers. Officers often come across sovereigns during such routine encounters. Christofferson says some pepper him with personal or politically charged questions. Another scrawled threats inside a foreclosed home. They had spray painted things on the walls, um, calling the sheriff an oath breaker. Then there is so-called paper terrorism, a popular sovereign tactic targeting the courts. Some, like Thomas Friend, flood the system with violence. Others are more confrontational. Thomas and Lisa Eilertsen were sentenced to 23 months in prison in June after filing billions of dollars in property liens against everyone involved in the foreclosure of their home, including Stanek himself. When they came out to my residence, uh, my personal residence, and confronted my family. And y'all, this is Faze. I have some more episodes of cooning. These dudes right here. See, the Jewish people got these people so much up in the uproar that this is how people are celebrity. I'm just going to let them say. You know, I let people talk. I ain't going to say nothing more. Charlemagne to get up there like he's the bastion of black intellectualism as a public radio figure. It's like, dude, you're a sellout. The, the quintessential sellout. I mean, you're a liberal white woman. Let's just be honest. Wait, so I want to play you this clip uh, from Charlemagne the God. I think he's on some podcast uh, uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And this clip speaks to me about, because people are, why are you defending Kanye? You're caping up for Kanye. And, and I'm just sorry, he's flawed. He, he, he's, he's had that sexual demon on him. Uh, Kim Kardashian, he's materialistic and has put out music that I disagree with but but I'll, there's only been one perfect person and so there's no sin that, that Kanye's committed that I couldn't see myself having committed or maybe I've already committed it who knows to, to some level and so I'm not gonna dismiss the man because he's imprecise uh, I believe what he's talking about and what he represents and the conversation he's sparking is important and so I'm going to defend the man, and I don't care what you call me, what you say about me, what you write about me. The man, in my view, he's worthy of defense. And then when I hear things like this out of Charlemagne the God, it confirms in my mind I'm on the right path because they use sellouts like Charlemagne the God to create an environment 
where people like Kanye West can be killed. Listen to this clip. Right. I hope that this is what it takes for him to hurt actually people hurt people like you always they, say, man. They do. And I, and I hope that this is what helps him to go find some real healing because clearly he's hurting. Right. And um, I just I I don't see this ending well. I, you know, I, I feel like he's moving like a person who doesn't feel like he's going to be here much longer. You know what I mean? And, um, how long, how much longer? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even doing that, but I just, I just feel like he's moving. I just feel like he's moving like a person who's not going to be here much longer. This, I'm sorry. I can't stand Charlemagne. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's a puppet in control. But but again, this is why I'm what Kanye is doing is important. Th this clown, Charlemagne, is planting the seeds for something to happen uh, to Kanye or to normalize if something did happen. Well, you know, he was suicidal. Oh, he was, you know, the, who, who couldn't see that he wanted it all to end? Uh, I, 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 your thoughts, uh, your reaction to Charlemagne's comments. I mean, I haven't liked Charlemagne since he popped on the scene. I could, I could spot a sellout a thousand yards out, and you know, you know, when I run into these people, I'm gonna spit on the floor because to me, you know, they're the epitome of everything that's wrong with this country and and our community more specifically. We have a 99% sellout rate in the black public figures and in, in, in elite, and we're not supposed to be able to say that because any measure of success that you get in the same system that they say is corrupt inherently. Uh, is a symbol of you being the sellout. I mean, what a racket that is. And, and that points to one serious cultural condition is that we we are the sellouts. <laughs> I mean, Charlemagne is is a is a is a mouthpiece that we allow for that we have bought into. And it's a similar condition that exists for America at the most general level uh, outside of race. But, you know, I can't wait to run into a person like Charlemagne. I, I, I might slap him in the mouth, you know, just just off a of principle. And I believe in that. I, I believe in physical altercation, you know, is it without without weapons. Right. Have some temperance. You know, let's let's throw down. Let's go five minutes and see who comes out. Um, Charlemagne's a sellout. I mean, that that's the reality. And here's what they're really doing when they go after Kanye West. See, a lot of people think it's about Donald Trump or BLM versus White Lives Matter or, you know, uh, Kanye West's let's say theatrical antics in his fashion and, and uh, celebrity life, but none of it's not about any of that. Kanye West has the ability to convert black musical talent and culture into a gospel and ministry in a way that many people don't, maybe nobody in history. And the Sunday, the Sunday service choir um, was an example of that. That's what they're really going after here. The, the, the secular anti-Jew elite and the black bourgeoisie have come together and conspired to say, you think that you're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on the platform that we built and we gave you? You think we're going to co-sign that? You think we would rather you tour the world and fill stadiums with 50,000 people to, to preach the, the, the gospel and ministry of Jesus Christ versus, uh, uh, you know, uh, doing a drive-by shooting on, on some enemy of yours and his girlfriend with his kid in the car? You know, I mean, think of 21 Savage, for example, as a rapper, uh, uh, drive by and, you know, LeBron James was one of the first people that was went viral on the Internet, uh, you know, nodding his head and in, in, in hysteria and mania to, to 21 Savage. I remember the video to this day. He was in the I think he was in a car or in the weight room or something. And, uh, you know, 21 Savage pull up, let, let a bunch of shots off. I don't care about who I hit. 
Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding when we try and pretend like that's just art? What kind of self-deceptive, self-hating uh, uh, scam are we running on ourselves? And then for Charlemagne to get up there like he's the bastion of black intellectualism as a public radio figure. It's like, dude, you're a sellout. The, the quintessential sellout. I mean, you're a liberal white woman. Let's just be honest. You want to be Don Lemon. Don Lemon wants to be Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow wants to be uh, Dan Rather. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what kind of racket you people are running on each other, but I'm not buying into it. And, and Jesus Christ is the reason why they're going after Kanye. And I hope that, that Kanye leans further into the Sunday service choir uh, uh, mode and, and gets back out there and continues to preach the gospel. And if you And if you get strung up on a cross, that was already written. So Charlemagne, you can you confirm our Christian ideals and faith when you say that Kanye's life may end early. It was written that you'll be persecuted for his name's sake, but you secular sellouts wouldn't understand that. You think this world is the last place. That's why you will bend over and wear a dress and let these same elites that he's talking about put their put their glory because that's what it is to them. That's their only glory. Their their physical lust and passions put their glory right up your rear. And they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it for generations. You you people make me sick. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Oh, this is another answering your question. Oh, my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we can be famous again. Next question. Very basketball related. Sakari, have you... Let, let me switch uh, subjects right now. I feel this, but we'll see. Do you equate professional sports with slavery in any kind of way? Absolutely. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be real. Gotta be raw with you. The people who are in it will equate it to be with they, they 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 equate it with it when they realize how they're treated if they don't do that. So if I don't dribble the ball, you know, when I'm supposed to, and I actually step out of you know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I make a comment about an injustice right? happening. Sure. Nigga, shut up and dribble. LeBron, that's what he was told. NBA superstar LeBron James is talking politics again. I know you guys are excited to see her. I didn't know you guys were excited to see me too. But, uh, thank you. The number one job in America, the point of person, is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a fuck about the people. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Right. right. Um, but I'm, I'm telling, like, literally, if you want to go into specifics, okay, well, when they do the draft, when they're actually scouting them sure, from high school, right, when sure. they measure them, how they're height, they, right. they, they test, take all your clothes, and just get your underwear and all that. That's the that same point. exact way when we're on the auction block. Sure. Right now, people say, okay, but come on. No, literally, come on. That's, that's no, no, exactly. you're right. You're right about that. This is an investment. You might, you might be my friend, my brother, no, but you're an investment. Right. I get that. I'm trying to see how much money you can make me. You're going to make sure. a lot of money, too, sure. but I'm going to make more. Sure. I own a team, and I actually have a whole lot of y'all. Y'all my stable. You know what I'm saying? But the talent, I love the talent. I love sports. I grew up playing sports too. Right. So I get that. But at the same time, just understand what environment you're going into. If you want, this is what like a lot of people, and I don't agree with Stephen A. Smith and none of them in the manner that they come at some of our brothers for standing up for what is right. Sure. If you decide to stand up for what is right, make certain comments, make certain critiques about certain things. In an environment that you were paid to just throw the football, dribble the ball, just know you signed up 
to be an entertainer. You signed up to be a talented individual. You did not sign up to be a revolutionary. But the problem is, you should be able to be right, that. Sure, sure. But up. now we're talking about morality. We're not talking about a contractual agreement. Sure. Contractual agreement is, nigga, you on the job. Right, play, right, right. You play. Right. You right. don't talk, you play. Right, right, See, right. See, so, yeah. so again, it's just understand where, where you're going and then uh, talk to your lawyers so that your lawyers can put in there. Uh, he will be able to criticize and speak the truth whenever he sees fit. Yeah. I'm being honest with you. You can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You but can I, do it. But let me ask you a question because I agree just because I'm asking questions. People are, you think, but here's my thing. As a slave, you know, you couldn't quit. You just walk away. Mm-hmm. And you weren't getting paid high dollar to live a good life sure. as a slave. So so that part of the, uh, the slave, I get it. Being, I agree with you. Well, you the know? slaves who were but, close to the master did get paid a little more. And they did get some better food. They were able to live in the house. You know, got a few benefits. They didn't get whooped. You know, right. their women didn't necessarily get raped. Not necessarily. You know, they, they wore better clothes. Right. And then they also were able to tell the other slaves outside what to do. Shut right. up, nigga. Go do that. Right. But they couldn't. But they couldn't leave. They could say, "Peace out, uh, master. I'm getting Actually, out of here." They could kill their master and leave, like Nat Turner did, because he was a house nigga. That's true. You're saying. No, so you're it's right, really right, at right. that point, it's your choice now. Right. Right. Now you know Kanye West said slavery is a choice. Right. Right. I right. agree to the degree of a house negro in particular. Right. right. Sure. But then I also didn't agree on how it was established or whatever. But right. just to be, you know, put in context, Nat Turner right. killed his slave master because he woke up and he said, "Wait a minute, what the hell's going on? You doing all this crazy stuff? No, this is wrong. I'm just saying." So. Right, as, right, you know, right, right, right. At a certain point, it is a choice. Right. Uh, no, I feel, I feel you. Okay. I mean, I agree. Um, but I do think of it. You know, has a lot of slave elements. You know, sports sure. do. Um, I, let me let me just add this because I don't want I want to just be one sided because mm-hmm. I know a lot of the, the NBA players and NFL players. Like, they're my brothers and they understand. Um, but like I said, let's make sure we speak specifically. Right. The reality is there are a lot of our brothers and sisters who do beautiful things, have good intentions. They make a lot of money, but they're talented. Their passion is the mm-hmm. sport. They love it. They've been doing it before they were scouted. Like they really love the sport. Mm-hmm. The problem is your passion can be manipulated by someone who has a vested interest. And that's the main sure. point. You don't have the intent that they have, but they have an intention that they didn't explain to you. Mm-hmm. So when sure. you get signed up, they say you get all this money, take care of your mom, take care of your cousin, take care of your family. You know, they're telling sure. you everything you want to hear, yeah. which is real. You coming from the hood, you ain't making no money. You told me I can make what for signing up for just two years? 15 point what million? Mm-hmm. Hey, who wouldn't sign it for the most part? Who wouldn't? But we have to be mindful of what we're going into. That's all. They're just right, not, sure. A lot of us are just not, not educated. Right, and then right, we get the right. lawyers said, no, don't worry. I got the lawyers. We'll take care of all your paperwork. You see what I'm saying? They make right, it right, so easy. Right, Why? Sure. Because you're an investment. You're a commodity. Sure, sure. That's, that's all. We, we have to understand that. Sure. You need to know that so that you know what to do better in the future. There are too many examples right now for the young brothers and sisters to learn from right now. You know how they will manipulate you. Right. Get your lawyers right. Make sure you look at your contracts and start because your contracts that actually benefit your intention and your mission for what you really want to do, so that you're not just being taken advantage of. But, but would you not say if they don't accept it, then you don't accept it. That's my point. No, but that's integrity, bro. I'm not accepting it. Go to hell. Somebody will let me do it. Why? Because my talent is too strong. I'm too much of a hot commodity. You go sign me because I'm making you a lot of money. If you're not gonna sign me, another team will. Guarantee it. Integrity has well, well, to be stood on. Well, I, I, I agree with you, but I don't. The white folks. Look at my man, brother, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. He stood, but other, other and they said what he did. Other brothers can't do it. He, they afraid now to sit one knee and shit. So they're like, you know what? We don't need you, brother. I don't care how talented you are. Peace out, bye. And the white folks said, Colin now, Kaepernick. Black, another nigga do this. We walk out here too. And what do you think people think? True. 
But the beauty is he is in a perfect position to separate from that and then go into his own. He can go into arena football. He can create his own league like Ice Cube did. He has the momentum. He has the support by having multiple celebrities who stood for him. The brother has the momentum to go do something on his own and people will support it. Mm. I don't care about the NFL. Mm. You have the ability to set up your own thing. Why the hell do you feel like you need them so much? We got enough millionaires. Mm-hmm. We got enough, a few billionaires. Who just because they love you, they're like, man, you stood on integrity, but not only that, you're actually talented. Like, you're not, you're not sure. just talking, you're actually sure. legitimately that talented. And you got enough people who will support you. They'll go into the league like the big three, like I said with Ice Cube. Do it on your own. And guess what? If it's gonna make money, a lot of these white folks and, and Jewish people at the top, they're bending because really they're like, if I'm really about the money, you gonna make me a lot of money? Fine. You could right. use this arena. You could use right. it because eh, you right. gonna make us a lot of money. Well, well, well Dave, I don't know if the correct, correct word is indoctrinated. I don't know if that's the right word, but they have fooled. Not, made us believe that the NBA and NFL is the, the, the pinnacle. That's indoctrination. No, no, right. You're right, you're it, right. It, it's the pinnacle. Yeah. So anything less than that, you're really not at the pinnacle. That's, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's what true. I'm saying. That's and the, if you're a hell of an athlete, you're like, I want to be at the pinnacle. Of course. And, to make something the pinnacle. It's only the pinnacle because we all agree that it is. Sure, sure. Or somebody had to start the NFL off in, 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 in Come on. Right, all that, yeah. If, if, NBA and NFL didn't become hot until black people got involved in it. Now it blew up all the way. They was wearing them short shorts. Remember that? Short, you know, short, right? short, Come short, on, man. They was doing right. some crazy stuff. Right, right, right. Shooting right. peach baskets. Right, all right, they was right, doing some right, crazy right, stuff. Right, sure. All right, but, right. but once it got evolved, and then once we got involved, and they allowed us to become more involved, then it went to another level. They're like, damn, these, they jumping higher. They're shooting better. They have a style of... Okay, Reed, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true. So... I wasn't identifying with anything of being a campaign, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I'm just there to post. And it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it. I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing? Do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the people are going to say that you are. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there, just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I. Okay. I, it's not. You put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff Great. is so not. Let's move on. Filled let's with move on. Anti-Semitic. Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Another You're human free to being. Post I can post whatever I want. So say that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post- to understand anything from you. But, but it's nothing. not me. Nothing. By posting no people what that you're you making did. up, bro. Move on. But by posting move what on. you on. Next did. question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, you guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a clip. Beliefs. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Oh, this is another answering your question. Oh my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. Kyrie, basketball related. Speaking of the group, do you think anything that's gone on with Kyrie recently with what he posted and backlash he's faced from it has impacted the group at all? Absolutely not. Only impacted you guys and everybody outside the locker room. Kevin, what would you say the mood was in the locker room post-game? 
What you think? We lost three games or four games in a row. You want us to be excited about that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Of course we we're we're pissed. We enjoy basketball. We like to win, though. So of course, when we lose the game, it's not going. It's going to be a somber mood in the locker room. You know, but we'll, it'll change once we start playing some good basketball. We got a lot of basketball to be played ahead of us. To his Instagram story. So this is what has sparked the whole conversation. And Kyrie Irving is going to speak in the rest of the video about basically this and why he posted it and all of that. And I know you just saw a glimpse of why Kyrie Irving walked out of the post-game interview. But stick around to the end of the video to see why he actually does walk out. But this is what the executive vice chairman of the Brooklyn Nets posted. I think that's what he is. But he says, I'm disappointed that Kyrie appears to support a film based on a book full of anti-Semitic disinformation. I want to sit down and make sure he understands this is hurtful to all of us. And as a man of... See, this is what these Jews try to make. This is what how white men try to bring down other black men. So he's the NBA leader. Now they try to mess with his his life, his career, because he uh he he posting you know the truth, and they don't like that. That's why I say white people stick together, and and we got. Oh, let me shut my mouth. Faith, it is wrong to promote hate based on race, ethnicity, or religion. And then he said, "This is bigger than basketball." So here is basically Kyrie Irving's full post-game interview from today's loss versus the Indiana Pacers where he purely just talks about posting that movie to his Instagram story. So take a look at what makes Kyrie Irving leave his post-game interview. And it's a title given to Christ, Philippians 2.11. And my name translates in the Hebrew language as Yahweh. So I went on to Amazon Prime. I was like, you know what, let me see if there are any documentaries on Yahweh. So went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh, that came up, went out and shared it on my platform. That was my night. In terms of the backlash or what people call it, uh, we're in 2022. History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. And I'm not a divisive person when it comes to religion. I, I embrace all walks of life. You see it on all my platforms. I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions. And my response would be, um, it's not about educating yourself on what Semitism is, what anti-Semitism is. It's really about learning the root words of where these come from and understanding that this is an African heritage that is also belonging to the people. Africa is in it, whether we want to dismiss it or not. So the claims of anti-Semitism and who are the original chosen people of God and we go into these religious conversations and it's a big no-no. I don't live my way like that. I don't live my life that way. Excuse me, I grew up in a melting pot and I say a melting pot of all races, white, black, red, yellow, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and you can see the way I live my life now. I'm not here to be divisive, so they can push their agenda. I don't wanna say they, because I'm not identifying any one group or race of people, but I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people in my community and those that it's actually gonna impact. Anybody else that has criticism obviously wasn't meant for them. Hopefully I'm understanding what you said and I, I wanna make sure I get it right because I don't wanna miss quite expect. I don't expect understanding from a media conglomerate group that sincerely talks about the game of basketball and then we bring up religion as if it's 
correlative at times when it's convenient for people to bring it up. So please just be direct with your question so we can move on from this and I can talk about the game and go home to my son Elohim and my wife Marlene, okay? I might have taken that this was, the, what you shared was not something that you've even watched. This was, you did, okay, you did watch it or either watch it or read it. So then do you, I guess, understand or not understand those that might imply that that work had anti-Semitic leanings in it? Right. I only ask this because the tweet is still up there. So I We're in 2022. It's on Amazon, a public platform. Whether you want to go watch it or not is up to you. There's things being posted every day. I'm no different than the next human being, so don't treat me any different. You guys come in here and make up this powerful influence I have over top of the adultery of oh, you. You cannot post that. Why not? Why not? Everybody posts everything else. You saw the word nigger going up on Twitter, right? I don't hear uproar of that. I'm not here to be divisive on what's going on on this or that. I'm not comparing Jews to blacks. I'm not comparing white to black. I'm not doing that. That conversation is dismissive. And it constantly revolves around the rhetoric of who are the chosen people of God. And I'm not here to argue over a person or a culture or religion or what they believe. No, this is what is here. It's on a public platform. Did I do anything illegal? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did I do anything illegal? Did I hurt anybody? Did I harm anybody? Am I going out and saying that I hate one specific group of people? So out of all the judgment that people got from me posting, I just without talking to me and then I respect what Joe said but there has a lot to do with the not ego or pride of how proud I am to be an African heritage but also to be living as a free black man here in America knowing the historical complexities for me to get here so I'm not gonna stand down on anything that I believe in I'm only gonna get stronger because I'm not alone I have a whole army around me Whoa, whoa, what is this? We need to capitalize on this. So we made it hot. We can make anything hot. We just have to have enough integrity and be be willing to step out and do it. That's all. And it is being done in certain areas or certain things. We can just do with this too. This is total tyranny. Total monetary and financial tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, YouTubers. Alaska Prepper here. I know, ladies and gentlemen, my third video of the day, but I'm going to make this one really quick. I'm going to do my best to keep this one under five, six minutes because it's a short read, but we have to talk about this. It may seem like I've beat this horse to death, but the IMF finally came out and said what we've all been saying for a long time, that they will use a CBDC, a centrally banked digital currency, to control what you can and cannot buy. This is their goal, to have control over what you can and cannot buy, which means that they will have control over your labor. Because when you labor for money, you gave of your time and you're gonna use that money to buy what you want. If you can't buy what you want, it means that you are working for someone else and they have control 100% over your labor and how much it's worth. Let's read on. Central bank digital currencies would let governments control what people spend money on. IMF official admits. This is not me saying this. I'm just reading something that someone from the IMF said. 
The International Monetary Fund has said that central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, could potentially allow a government to control what people spend their hard-earned cash on. And this is not the quote. There is a quote from a, an IMF official who actually states this. Speaking at the IMF World Bank annual meeting on October 15th, Deputy Managing Director Bo Lee said that a CBDC could improve financial inclusion through programmability, programmable money. Have you heard that before? If you've been watching this channel here, you've heard it before come from my mouth that they are trying to get a money that can be programmable so that they can control your behavior. Right now, they control our behavior via taxes and via laws. But man, imagine a system where they can actually control what you can do, when you can do it, how far you can travel. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very scary and everyone needs to know about this. I don't ask this very often, but share this video. At the very least, share the article that I'm reading to you right now. I will leave this article on a pinned comment so that you can share it and you can revisit it. And this is, quote, a CBDC can allow government agencies and private sector players to program, to create smart contracts, to allow targeted policy functions. Lee explained, for example, welfare payments, uh, consumption coupons, for example, food stamps. By programming CBDC, that money can be precisely targeted for what kind of people can own CBDC and for what kind of use this money can be utilized, for example, for food. Lee, who stepped into the role of Deputy Managing Director at the IMF August 23, 2021, added that by allowing the government to precisely target what people need, this will enable said government to improve financial inclusion. This sounds to me, I don't know where this Lee gentleman is from, but it sounds to me like what's happening in China and has been happening in China for a while now with their CBDC and how they control what their people can and can't do through a phone app, ladies and gentlemen. Government will be able to control what you can and can't do through a phone app. Think about that. However, his comments were quick to garner reaction from experts, including Nick Anthony, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives. Anthony wrote on Twitter that the IMF's executives' comments revealed how CBDCs would allow the government to precisely control what people can and cannot spend their money on. Prior to joining the IMF, Lee worked for many years at the... I haven't even read this yet. Right? I haven't even read this yet, ladies and gentlemen. I just read the uh, the title and said this is something we got to talk about. Let me go ahead and read this again. Prior to joining the IMF, Lee worked for many years at the People's Bank of China, according to IMF's official website. And this is what we want here in the United States. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, I've told you in the past, and I know I'm probably going to make this more than five minutes, so I failed. I, I'll take the hit on that. I told you in the past that the governments are doing all of these other things to keep us divided, to keep us fighting against one another so that we don't see what they're doing in the background. This is their goal. This financial system, the monetary system by which we are governed today is on its last leg. And they have other than a centrally banked digital currency because that will give them total control over the monetary system. They will be able to handle inflation, make it whatever they want it to be. Just picture your worst case scenario as far as someone having control over your money and this is what they'll be able to do with it. 
They'll be able to tell you where you can spend it, when you can spend it, how much of it you can keep after you earn it, how long you can keep it for. This is total tyranny, total monetary and financial tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. Feel this, then you know what I'm talking about. 